Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I am in the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga, in beautiful British Columbia, in the Gurkha Cigar Studios. Um, and we have an old friend and special lover. <laughs> According to everybody else. I need some distance. I know. I know we're in Massachusetts and that stuff flies here. But, um, no, it's nice to be back. The uh, I was just thinking of the intro there. We, we got to redo some intros. And yes. I got, dude, the, I love the theme song so much. You picked it. I don't. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> What I need to have better like hold waiting music. Like it needs to be like elevator music, and then it needs to go into like blaring rock and roll, is what I think. And I'm open to other people's comments mm-hmm. on it, but it's just too much amping, of the same thing. You know what I mean? It up. Like, yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to like soft. I want people to get relaxing, and maybe we do like a build up to it so it gets a little heavier. Okay. And then it's like bam, right in their face. And I'm better at this stuff than I was when I made the, the uh, intro. The people didn't know that I made the intro. You've um, come a long way. Yeah, the spare notes one. I'm really proud of. Um, that one's going to be a little more challenging for me to adjust because I do like the style of that one. But I'm better at this stuff now than I was before. So we can really do some fun things with it. So stay tuned within the next – before the end of the year, I'll have uh, new intros. And, and uh, they'll be interchangeable when people are on and when they're not on. Um, I'll drop me as featuring just because I'm not on here as often. I mean – I mean, I'm the guest tonight technically, right? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're a solid the guest. Guest of now. honor. I mean, guest of honor. Since I've been accused of this before, I'll wait till people ask me questions to speak then. Oh, I don't accuse <laughs> you No, I'm saying there's other shows. <laughs> I know. There's been some other programs where you've... I was on the show one time. It was um, it was uh, Cigar Authority. And the I think the purpose when you bring a guest on is to have them be the one speaking, right? Like yeah. you want People want to hear what they have to say? Yeah. So I, we received a complaint after the show is that I... That I was talking as a as a know it all <laughs> is what it said. And they were asking me questions and I was answering them. You know what I mean? So it's like you yeah, yeah. asked me a question about something in the industry that I'm an executive in. Like I probably have a reasonable answer on it. And then it, yeah, he said I talk too much. And I was like, I thought that was the purpose of being the freaking guest. So you know, I was wrong. You know, sometimes you get a guest on the show and they aren't as chatty as you'd like them to be. Um, and as an interviewer, you know, you have a responsibility to keep a show going and keep the guests engaged and, and, you know, that's always part of the goal. But some shows like when John is on, it's a little bit easier because they kind of keep themselves talking and whatever. And, and that's, and that's, and that's totally fine. And in fact, that's the best way because everyone's so vibrant, but then sometimes you have some guests come on and they're just very quiet. And you just have to be okay, and you have to kind of keep them going. And I remember there was a few times where there was a couple of guests who were not as chatty, and I was keeping the show going. And someone said, oh, let the guests talk more next time. And I was like, well, I'm trying to. But when you ask, hey, like, so tell me about, like, the blend on this and how long it – it's a good blend. We worked on it for three years. And I can tell you, and I can tell you from experience, because we're both <laughs> professional talkers. We both like to talk. Yeah. If somebody doesn't fill the time, like I'm going to fill it, because nothing's more awkward to me than nothing being spoken about. Or Better like than question, dead air. Yeah, or a question ending, and it's just like waiting for more to be said, and then nothing gets said. Uh, that may be a uh, a weakness of mine as well. But there's like if there's a time for something to be spoken, I'm going to speak in it, right? Oh yeah. 
Especially you. I mean, yeah. if there if there is silence, John Carney will fill it. It could be anywhere. It could be at the deli. John be like, "Hey, how's it going? You know that roast beef's really good. I got it last week." Like he'll just he'll he'll keep the conversation going. It doesn't matter. Well, it's kind of like dead air in shops. So I tell us it's shocking. A lot of stores I go to don't have music playing, and I'm not saying they have to have crazy music. Sometimes they pick the wrong music. Something, but you have to have something. And when it's talk radio, yeah. a talk show, a podcast, there has to be some sort of noise happening uh, because quiet's not not a solution the same thing as i said in cigar shops if you ever sit in a cigar shop and there's no music playing or there's no sound going on other than just normal sound it's usually quieter there's nobody speaking because they're uncomfortable saying stuff out loud so that you have music going on in the background or you have something going on it one's more entertaining for the listener and it's more entertaining for people that are enjoying it instead in the cigar atmosphere that's one of my biggest gripes in the cigar uh cigar shops is uh, no background noise yeah uh, cigar shop grapes. That's always a good topic. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know that that's we could do a whole show on that. We could do a whole month on that. But is it so? Here's here's this. Is it worse when they have no music, or is it worse when they play the music so loud and it's so bad that like you can't even hear the person who's like sitting next to the chair next option too because at least if there's no music you can converse with somebody yeah you can but i think people converse less because there's no sound going on so there's there's an in-between you got to be there's you got to be in the middle right there's got to be moderation yeah you got to have the right music at the right volume that allows for natural relaxation and conversation but fills gaps but i I would prefer Is it worse? The other, I don't. They're equally as bad to me. So unless it's in the middle, they're it's equally horrible. as bad. Yeah, yeah. Like they are both equally as bad. Like There's no sh- compromise. Shitty loud music sucks. The wrong music, the wrong theme, and then uh, quiet. Uh, quiet's brutal, man. It's like having a conversation. Because it's like making small talk at that point. So you start having a conversation as a natural lull. You start making small talk, and then there's a pause, and then there's nothing going on. There's just silence, and you're just sitting there. In, in a room with someone silent. Be just, let's, like, all, let's all sit here silent looking, for like 10 looking seconds. deep into each other's let's eyes. see how awkward it gets for like 10 seconds of us just sitting here, right? So, yeah, I'd pick – they're both equally as bad. Oh, I thought we were going silent. <laughs> well, my daughter just said hi. So. I was going to say, so your daughter says hi. Yeah, she probably also said, no, daddy. After her, her favorite thing, <laughs> no, daddy. Mitchell, how old, how old is your kid? You got two or one? I got one daughter, and she's uh, a little past three years old. Oh, yeah. My daughter turns two in about two and a half weeks. Mine's five and weeks. Her, her favorite, yeah, five weeks. I just held Anastasia Day for the first time. It was really cool. Got the baby fever again. So if my wife is watching, I'm no hurry. Still a babe, but it was nice. <laughs> little baby it was around. nice she refresh. Was nice. Yeah, she was cute. She was making little like little noises. She Do you want to this... change her after the show and oh, God, no. feed her and all that, no, too? No, 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 no. <laughs> no but it, it, was cool to, it was cool to have that again. But we were talking, so... Um, I'm gonna make some shirts for the PCA show this year for for the for the crew. Oh yes, uh, the the, uh, uh, the smoking tobacco crew, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be called uh, we're gonna have the, we're gonna be called the cigar dads. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be us. And tonight is the girl dad show since all of us here are girl dads, and I think all of us all have one child, one girl, and they're all relatively in the same age, so we all have yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it we're is. All ex- it, we're all experiencing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, man, because we walked. I walked in, and they they're not doing. Uh, they're not swaddling right now, because because he was saying, he's like, oh, the baby likes to lay like this, and I was like, bro, she's five she weeks old. She doesn't even know what she likes. Like, she can't have an opinion on that stuff. <laughs> um, but I said, I go. You, I, he goes, well, it's fine. I go, it'll be fine. I go, just give it like another month. I go, then it won't be fine, and you're gonna want her in the swaddle. Trust me. 
Yeah, I mean, we use the sleep sacks too. You, yeah, you do use that. That's a good thing because we it, do use you just those. Don't want we the use arms those. flailing around. You know. Yeah, we use the sleep sacks. Yeah, those I mean, I like the sleep sack better than doing the, the wrap. I could just oh, put her dude. in it, zip it up, done. We call just... so we, in my household we called. Uh, I was called Darth Swaddle. So when my <laughs> wife would try would Yikes. swaddle, and if it didn't work, she'd call in Darth Swaddle, and I'd walk in with the Emperor's March, and I would swaddle the piss <laughs> out of that little baby, and uh, we double swaddled. Oh, double. Oh, yeah, oh. So we took a cloth swaddle, and then we had like a nylon stretchy one. It was American flag, Ooh. of course. Yeah, of course. And then I just wrapped <laughs> that sucker around. So the double swaddle. Dar- Darth Swaddle. Ret- it was a sad day when Darth Swaddle retired. Retired. Well, you know, one of the things Nicole always says when she swaddles, she calls her her little burrito. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A little it's, burrito. Yeah. It's oh, nice. yeah, burrito babies. The little burrito baby. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, Kevin, yep. Kevin uh, Shahan's here tonight. Cigar prop. Cigar prop. Shout out. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, Jessica and just came home with two Andalusian bulls today. They came into Corona, Sarasota, and she grabbed two right away. Had to pay full price, though. No employee discount. See, these media guys, I they was... don't see people think you all you guys are getting <laughs> free cigars. Like, Kevin's paying for shit. Kevin, you yeah. know, I, I really appreciate Kevin being here tonight, and I really appreciate him putting that comment up because, you know, it's true. And people think the media guys just get everything, and I... it's not true. And there's been times, and John can back me up on this, there has been multiple occasions where I've gone in into a retailer and I've purchased boxes of Andalusian bowls and I've given them to him. And smoked them, yeah. We did a show in yeah. the carriage house back in the day and we were smoking Andalusian bowls and I I was smoking it from the box that you had bought that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full, you, full price. You had none. And I'm like, well, I have some. Yeah. <laughs> so what am I going to do? Not share with John Carney, Vice President of Sales, LaFleur Dominicana. Mm-hmm. Of course, represent. 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 Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go back to this really quick. Les Man is here with us. Is John the first? Is John the first and only in studio guest star? So we actually—it's funny you bring this up, Les, because we actually talked about this last week on the show, um, and that was yes, he is the only one so far. However, and this kind of rolls right into uh, Kevin's uh, next comment too, um, where he said, "Or when soccer is on." Going back to the other conversation all you have to say is how are you doing tonight steve and then you just sit back for a few hours which is so true <laughs> literally a few hours he's the only one that can outdo the length of coop's show i think in the, in the entire cigar we all love cooper Dude. like loving to death he's like personally i have a good personal friendship with him as youtube too yes um but man his coop's show's freaking long as fuck okay and Saka could go like i do a show with him i know I, he could go <laughs> Saka could do two Coop shows back to back, no questions asked. I don't know how he does it. Steve could do six hours straight, no piss break, nothing. Just give him the the bourbon and his cigars, yeah. and he'll sit there yeah. and be like, "Well, where do I start tonight? I don't know. How do I do these fucking shows?" And then he'll just fucking get into it, mm-hmm. and then he'll just go. And you could just sit there well, and read a magazine. He's also a little older too. He doesn't have young kids anymore. They're all they're getting married. They're married off or whatnot. Um. You know, he's he's got lots to complain about. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's so many gripes. <laughs> but he, uh, but you know, he's getting so he's got more free time. He's been married longer, so his wife probably doesn't want to be around him as much. Like right now, my marriage is still young. It's only like two and a half years, three, two and a half, three years old. My wife wants to be with me all the time. You know what I mean? In twenty years, she's not gonna want to be around me all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Steve's got all this extra time for a number of different reasons, and he's got a lot of things to complain about. So, but no, it is it is good. It's it's amazing to me. Um, to listeners, 
how long people how many people listen to all these listen to all the podcasts and stuff man i know it, it's tough like i try to keep up as much as i can and um it's tough and there's people that like religiously watch it and i said thank you to guys that do and like mitchell mitchell's and, yeah, on i'm one of show. Yeah, i am but, but I it am is one entertaining of them that... you know it's entertaining though and it is great stuff yeah. and you learn a lot about the people get to grow relationships yeah. with them and um, it's a really special thing that we have that in this business, and you know, then you get to actually see them. You know, you go to an event and see Steve. You can go to an event and see me. You go somewhere, see Lido, see a Tony, see the people that you're actually interacting with. And I think that's the reason people listen as much as they do and watch as much as they do, is because they actually can then have a personal connection with that person. I I, I absolutely agree, um, and we appreciate everyone who you know watches and listens to all of our episodes and all of our content. We we do we appreciate it because if. If not, then what the fuck are we doing it for? Yeah. Um, but I, I did want to add on really quickly here. So Les had asked the question, are you the first and only? So you are. However, and then I brought up Kevin's comment about Sokka. Steve told me, and he's scheduled to come on the show in a few weeks. He told me he would like to come down to the studio to do this with me. Does he, he know what the studio is, though? I told him. I do it out of my house. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah. it's not like a building. It's just yeah, my house. Yeah. And he said he would come down because he's not far, as you know. Mm -hmm. He lives nearby. What are you, what are you going to serve Steve for dinner? That's a, maybe some, Carney can cook for you guys. Carney will leave we'll some leave, chicken. We'll leave some chicken behind. <laughs> and we've got some panino fingers that are mozzarella cheese wrapped in uh, some prosciutto. Yeah. Uh, so there's well, some plenty prosciutto. of snacks here. Um, but no, I, so, yeah, I guess I'm technically the first in studio. I've been in studio many times. But yes. it, it's yeah. also a loaded, it's a loaded thing because I'm not technically a guest at the same time even when I am a guest. True. So it's, I mean, it says featuring me every week. So if I'm here, I'm featured. So I guess technically Steve will be the first guest. If I decide, yes, I'll let you come down. By Into a, the inner sanctum. By a, te by a technicality. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, have, to, I have to talk to Steve. I, I keep forgetting to go to get back to him on that. But now this has come up two weeks in a row. I have to tell him, like, all right, Steve. You may come and grace us. As so speaking of Steve, then we we move on because um, we spent enough time on him. But um, I saw the large Sasquatch down at Smoke Inn yeah. in person. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Did somebody win that thing already? I don't know. Yeah, I think okay, did. so I do know. So someone won it, but this guy lives in France. Yeah. And Steve said that he would buy it off anybody who wins it. Yeah. And so Steve bought it off the guy, and Steve has it in his warehouse now. And they actually so gave it here. like a little bit of a <laughs> makeover. Yeah, they, and, that's the one uh, they put the makeup on, right? I did yeah, see yeah. that. Oh, so that was after. So, oh, okay. So, so yeah, so, so someone... Yeah. yeah so someone big. won it, but Steve ended up buying it off. It's bigger yeah, than or I don't know if he might have donated it. It's big. Yeah. It's 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 bigger. It's Sasquatch sized. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's not a soccer squatch. It's a actual Sasquatch. I mean, Jesus. It's massive. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Jesus. So, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So there you go. There's the news. It's breaking news. It's been bought. It's probably not breaking. People are probably already reported on that. We'll have breaking news later in the show, uh, but first I want to get to a couple of things. Um, as far as um, what we're smoking tonight, we uh, we have a couple of different things here. We're going to turn to our friends at twoguyscigars.com. That's right, the number two, guyscigars.com. Sidebar, quick comment, because you're going to be there this weekend. Yeah. The inaugural um, New England. The inaugural. Inaugural, sorry. Not in, not in sorry, inaugural. It came out fast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but the New England Cigar Expo. Which you will be representing LaFleur yeah. Dominicana at this weekend. Yeah. Um, it's going to be up in New Hampshire. Two-day event. I believe it's sold out now. I think. It is. It's sold out, yeah. I think, yesterday oh, no. or today or this morning. Yep. Um, yeah. First first time doing it. 
there's been there's been other big style events like that before in the northeast but not for a long long time like especially that size we're talking i think there's like over a thousand people coming yeah um it's huge uh, the first night's a vip dinner on friday night and um which is kind of replacing the two guys anniversary mm-hmm. so they're still doing a vip special thing i think it's 500 people for that and then the next day there's a thousand i believe total yeah it might be might be more um but that's on saturday the coolest thing is it's at this it's at this farm, but it's owned by a church. So on all the yeah. advertising, it's a cigar event at a church venue, which is cool. Yeah, but it's not a church. But it looks like that when you when you see where the and farm called. and farm. But it's yeah. a farm. And and it's, a farm. Oh, it should be really cool. And then the uh, the little person uh, is it little person wrestling? What do they call themselves? Micro wrestling all stars. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. That's the grand finale on Saturday afternoon. And so it should be really cool. I think it's. Uh, Obviously, everything Two Guys does is, is always first class and really well organized uh, from point A to Z. Uh, there'll probably be some hiccups and things that, that they'll see internally. But uh, if you're going, I think it's going to be a great time. And I am looking forward to it. I am I very rarely look forward to multi-day, multi-vendor events um, because we do a lot of them. But uh, this is one that I'm, that I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what they add that's different. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be a great year. So, I'm excited. I'm, hoping, to move. I'm excited I'm to see how it unfolds. Years I, can, I can try to fly up and then maybe do a show with Matt in person in the studio. That's right. And then go to the event. Well, you have to. I mean, we you're part just, of the team. We could get a wide-angle lens and just put you right in between us, like a little, like a little, little hot dog. I'll fit. I, I can fit right there. So there there's wear a, a red little shirt. gap right there. I can wear a red I shirt. Can fit right there. And you look like a New England, <laughs> a red New England hot hot dog. And we we got yellow. And we'll look like the hot dog buns. Yeah, we can. Wait, Carney, Car- are you, are you Italian at all? <laughs> no, Irish. Ah, uh, I was gonna say we could do the Italian flag because me and me and Matt are Italian. Now you guys can do that together on your own time. <laughs> With Nicole, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Anyway, our cigars this uh, this evening are once again brought to you by the number two guys cigars dot com. If you head over there today, you'll find an amazing selection of cigars and cigar accessories from the industry. Only at the number two guyscigars.com. Now, uh, I am finishing a Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio uh, Lonsdale, which is a limited size, uh, but it, perhaps my favorite. I love this cigar. But on deck, and I know, John, you're finishing up something else. But What am I smoking? You're finishing a Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Personal Reserve. Um, but we do have with us, in honor of La Flor Dominicana being here with us, we have the La Flor Dominicana Cameroon Cabinet Torpedoes which we have on deck, which La Flor Dominicana cigars, as well as Arturo Fuente cigars, and I believe Hoya de Nicaragua, can all be found at the number two guyscigars.com. And, of course, tonight we are lighting our cigars and what, cutting our cigars. Am I not smoking a cigar? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about you. You're so quiet over there. <laughs> Thanks. You're so quiet no, over I'm, there. Uh, I'm smoking the Solis, the LFD Solis. This mm-hmm. was actually handed to me personally by the blender himself Lito you had Jr. to have been started you smoke you were smoking that before the show started right you're already halfway through i was today. yes yeah, yeah. i was I, I lit it up uh a, a while ago yeah by the it, way update, this is this is good update yeah it's great smoke once you get about like an inch in i say it all the time and i always joke around i'm with junior i'm like Dude, solace yeah he's like he's gonna get sick of me saying this but like literally once you get like in three quarters of an inch to an inch in that thing is incredible not that it's not good at the start, but it warms right up. It's phenomenal. An inch in, absolutely yeah. incredible. By the way, update, uh, breaking news: uh, Cigar Dads 
uh, by recommendation of my wife, uh, will be called Cigar Daddies. Oh, that Cigar Daddies is uh, better than Cigar Daddies. I'll take it. Are I'll we, take it. Are they pink, are they going to be pink shirts? Oh, of course they're going to be pink. That's a great idea. There we yeah. go. Girl, da- yeah. girl dads. Yeah. Girl cigar daddies. Yeah. Yeah. Cigar yeah. daddies. Yeah, that's right. All right, we can make that happen. You better, better watch out for us in, in Vegas this year, man. <laughs> right. the, the daddies are going to roll deep. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, I switched my mic over the other side because I was smoking my left just... hand. Now I'm smoking in my right hand. Just can't win with you. I fucking can't win with you. Look at this. His ash is on my chair. How does that happen? You're ashing on me. <laughs> Jesus. I'm ashing everywhere. Jesus Christ. At least we're wearing yellow shirts so it doesn't show. If we had black shirts on tonight like we were going to do, we'd screwed. have ash all over us. So we'd look terrible. Yeah, I know. I had to break the Hawaiian shirt streak. Uh, but that's Yeah, c- you were doing that, huh? Yeah. So, dude, I saw a uh, my friend Michael Sespinkevich from Cigar Hustler. I know who he is. Yes. He he was at an event in Orlando that he was doing with his brand Pastania, and one of his buddies, Steve, uh, had a Pastania, I think it was Steve, it might have been one of them, had a Pastania Aloha shirt with the logos on it. It was badass. Wow. Yeah, I looked at that, I'm like, oh. that is really badass. I go, I need to do that with an LFD shirt. I need to do that with a smoke tobacco mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah, it was one of the cooler things I'd seen. I was like, that's really cool. Mike, we're, we're stealing that idea. Mm, don't worry, Drew Estate probably will do it soon anyway, and then some <laughs> smoke tobacco logos on Yeah, you know. Drew Estate, you know, they're good to us. Yeah, that's what I said. They'll hook dude, us up. That they like, they'll like that idea. They do it. It would work great. Imagine with the Drew logos. that The backdrop you have for um, uh, Spare Notes kind of looks like, could be like an Aloha shirt pattern, and you put some other logos on it, would be epic. Yeah, it's a nice light blue. Mm-hmm. It's very fun, and um, it's, 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 it's a great backdrop. Um, but we, uh, anyway, we're, sorry, I'm getting back to the show here. Uh, we're, as always, our friends from ST DuPont, ST DuPont, be exceptional have provided us with our accessories or tools for the evening as well. We have, uh, oh, here's a cutter. There you go. We have an SD DuPont. Uh, I don't have my, oh, shit, I don't have my, my Defi Extreme. I, uh, it's okay. Well, I, ha- I have it. But I also have my other stuff. I have my Line 2. I have my MaxiJet. We have um, the amazing cutter. That cutter's beautiful. With the, with the, with the prop. Sorry, I know, I know Cigar Prop's watching, but this is a you Cigar Prop. say Prop, though. Can you say prop? I don't know. Can we say that, Kevin? How do I prop this then? Kevin, can we say that? <laughs> um, it's, it's a a prop. It's not the cigar prop. It's not it's the a, prop. It's a prop. It's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's is a holder. Upside down. It's a holder. No. Let me do it. I'm not elegant enough. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's cool. Yeah, see that? I mean, you don't have to cut it that way, but. Cool. I like that. There you go. And then it will hold your cigar. He's still trying to figure it out. It's funny to watch. <laughs> it's confusing. It's confusing. Uh, but as you do want, check them out. Amazing quality, amazing products, a wide range of different products. I promise you won't be disappointed. Anyway, getting back to the show. I see John's in his. He's in. He's in fan mode. He's gotta get photos. it for the gram, dude. I know. He's gotta he's, get it for the he's gram. Gramming. He's gramming right now. Um, back to the show. So our topic tonight. Uh, not that we really have a deep topic, but just the theme was just, you know, the girl dad show, the cigar daddies show, you know, and that's really it. I feel like we already kind of covered that. So the rest of this is just going to be kind of gravy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, John's here. So, I mean, you guys can only imagine what's about to go down. But just acknowledging some people in the crowd. I see Kevin's here. My wife is here. Uh, Les Mann 
from Coles of London and SD DuPont is here. Les, thank you for being here. Uh, always love to see you. I prefer new music in cigar lounges to hear clearly the pinging of the SD DuPont <laughs> perfect ping lighters. That is right. <laughs> Look at that. He, Les, you know, you got to give it to him, dude. He, he shows up. He shows he up and he has he great does. comments, he does. too. He does. He's the man, dude. Yeah, the quiet lounge with the ping, it really, it really, uh, really sets it off. It does. But the problem is the lounges that usually don't have music usually don't have SD DuPont lighters in there. And, um, <laughs> Yeah. And there's no pinging going on. It's just complete silence. So maybe what I need to do is carry mine with me more often. The only reason I don't... You I, have a nice one, yeah, too. Yeah, I've got the Declaration of Independence. And I, I think I have number one... I think I have zero... I think I have number 176, too, which is close to 1776. Uh, Les actually knows which number I have. I don't know if I have that. I think I've got 28. Curtis Martin is the thing, because he was a Jets fan. Uh, he told... It was funny. So I bought the I bought the lighter... All right. And I said, hey, I got the Declaration of Independence. And he told me which number I had because he figured out where I bought it. So he had told me the actual serial number of the one that I had. And so, I mean, the man knows what he's doing. But the only reason I don't carry it around is because they lose it, take it from you. And I'm not losing like a freaking $2,000 lighter that declares. The most thing, the, the biggest thing that doesn't declare your independence is when they take something away from you that says independence. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, it's, and you don't you don't have it with you, right? Is that home? Yeah, I keep it in the case. Yeah, yeah. That's um, I I use I use mine every day. I mean, not every day, but I I use it because I I wanted to. And Nicole has the gold dust line too, um, and she keeps hers in the case as well. Um, you, you know they're nice. You don't want to you know want to keep them keep them protected. Um, the Declaration of Independence one comes in a big black case with the actual Declaration of Independence on top of that's it. That's right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then. Kevin has um, a line too, and he has the. I don't know if you remember the space. I do. And so he has that one, and then he's got the black box, and it's got the little like the the sparkly stars on it. That's pretty badass too. Yeah, yeah. The packaging is really nice on those. Yeah, they do a great job. They do a great job. Um, oh, here we go. There's an old. There's an old LFD one. birdie in the house. Yeah, there's an old one. Been a long time. This is the first time I've been on a on a show in a long time. Uh, the last show I did was I did the McAuliffe Ambassador show, but we talked about football, and it was a really quick one. I did part of it from the car, um, so I was on it quick. But this is the first real like cigar focused show I've done in a long time. Yeah, you know you, uh, which is funny because you're a, a, a popular guest. People love when you come on the show, and you haven't, uh, you know, you haven't been on. See, everyone's here. Barbara's here tonight, you know, because Kevin's probably still working, so I know he'll this later. Don't worry, I'm not going to make any jabs at Kevin tonight, Barbara. I know he's had a rough week, so i got to leave him alone. Paul DeGracco is here, uh, as always. Paul in the house, my Disney friend. Paul is in the house, Paul or should went... I leave? I only have two boys and one on the way. No, you no, can you stay. stay. Come you can on. be a cigar daddy. Yeah. Um, just went to Disneyland about a week and a half ago. Paul, my wife had never been to Disneyland before, so <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that. Carl, we did, uh, Carl from Mr. J's is here. Carl, how are you doing? I'm gonna Disney. F- I'm gonna flex on on Paul right now. Disney flex. Yeah. Okay. We, we did the haunted mansion in Disneyland with the Nightmare Before Christmas liveries on it. So, Ooh. suck on that one, Paul. Nice. Whoa! Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. I don't know. So Paul, Paul was on last week, and I know he was at Disney, and there was a there was a discussion that was had about like, Oh, how, you know, he goes all the time and he was like, Oh, I haven't been there since the spring. And then, um, he said, I don't go in the summertime. Um, 
because I forget what he said, and Paul will remind me too, but he said something like, I don't go in the summertime because, you know, like I'm a professional, I'm not like one of the amateurs or whatever, and he was like, only the amateurs go in the summertime. It's brutal. <laughs> and you summer. live down there as yeah, well, so you can, yeah. We, we do go during the summer just because we live in Orlando, but not often, and it's just for few, it's it's in the <laughs> summer, it's gross. Like the worst thing, waiting in lines and walking around a theme park when it's 95% humidity and 100. Yeah, I mean, listen, I believe me. I love the fact that you guys have warm weather almost all year round because we don't here and it sucks. But I mean, that humidity that you guys get in the summer. Yeah, that's brutal. It's brutal. I thought we had it bad. Yeah, no, nah, it's brutal. Yikes. It sucks. it sucks. Although I would still take that over snow. Yeah. Yeah. Any day of the week. Yeah, 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 I don't know. You grew up in Maine, so I mean, I know I you know, know that struggle. I have mixed reviews. I don't know. I hate the summers down there. It's awful. I would take um uh, I don't know. It's it's just gross. It's easy to to hate something when you're in it. It's like it's easy to hate the snow when you're in it. It's also easy to hate the heat when you're in it. So it's 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 a give and take. It's kind of like the music thing in a cigar shop, right? Like, why can't we just have an in between? Why can't I just live somewhere where it's just an in between? Yeah. Well, I mean, Kevin and Barbara live in Vegas, and it does get cold there. But it also, even in the winter time during the day, it's nice i mean they don't deal with large amounts of snow it does get hot there in the winter in the summertime but there's also no humidity which i know people argue about but it it does make a difference yeah so to answer birdie's questions (laughs) he says promise we are going to do a discord thing in uh in arizona sometime it's going to happen most likely sometime next year really yeah yeah. i'll be out to arizona a few times next year and that was where we kind of the guys requested it we're going to do a big ass cigar for it and have a little herf uh, but no, it's still on the books. Um, one time thing. Yeah, yeah, one time fun thing for the for our uh, for our Discord army, which was uh, which was disbanded. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, got a little aggressive <laughs> in there. The boys went real hard in the paint, and it was good, but it's got a little tough, you know. Yeah, you know, sometimes you know things uh, things happen. But uh, yeah, those those boys uh, they shout out for the uh, for the Tatsuahi and all good things come to an end. All good things come to an end. So they they kept they kept it going in. In the Tatuaje Discord. So, it's, uh, you know, <clears throat> it was nice to see the boys again, I will say. Anyway, um, what we got going on here? We got, we, got, we got a lot. And they're all here tonight. Wow, look at that. They're all here. Look at that. We got a crowd. We have a we crowd. We a serious crowd. We get to provide some entertainment. I know Carney, we do. Cardi brings, brings out the show. He really does. You know, John, I know that you've uh, you've also been... Spending a lot of time with your child. Not, not just that. We've had... Um, You've been doing some travel. Well, we just restructured We restructured a bunch of our territories, which are going to change soon. We have a person moving to St. Louis, and uh, we're adding a couple new states that haven't had direct representation in terms of... Fixes. Talking about LFD? I'm talking about you. Yeah, I'm talking about LFD as well. Um, I so want to talk about that. you. Well, we are. That is me. Um, well, okay. So <laughs> that's taking a lot of time. We're hiring a couple new salespeople. Um, we just launched a new website. School cool. LFDCigars.com. Brand new. And uh, how's, how's working with Junior? Good, man. He's, he's, he's done for he's the year. He's your right-hand man He now, is, right? yeah. He's done for the year, though, because he, um, he's still in college. So he'll be done in December, ah. and then we'll start figuring out kind of how he's going to transition up to the Northeast. He's going to be up here, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's going to move up here right off, but he's going to be covering the territory. So we'll be figuring that out towards the end of the year. You know what's weird, though, is because the, the year's coming to an end. We're, we're in the final quarter of the year just about. 
And then it's crazy how busy the first quarter of the year is going to be for the premium cigar industry because you've got January is kind of a weird month because factories are closed in December for a few weeks. So you're just kind of getting started back in January. February, we've got pro cigar festivals, a bunch of other cigar festivals going on. Um, and then in March, boom, you have PCA shows. So like the PCA show is now six months away. It is. Yeah, which is wild, right? It is. And it, it's, it's, I'm waiting it's, for those room blocks, man. It, it's crazy to think. It's crazy to think that we're already going to be back there soon, um, and then the next time we go back will be a full year. Actually, no, it'll be, it'll be just about a full year. It'll, be, it'll year. be more than a year because yeah, like thirteen months or something. April. Yeah, and then we'll be in yep. New Orleans. Yep, which is going to be a very interesting time. Mm-hmm. The crazy one was the TAA um, was in March last year, uh, this year. Yes, and it's not in until October next year. Right. So you had like 18, 19 months in between almost two years. For the TAA. In between. But with that, so it's funny because you had the trade show. It was under a year until the next trade show after the trade show happened in July. And then you had TAA. When you're done with TAA, you really weren't going to go be back doing that type of thing again for almost two years. So right. It really changes the dynamic of schedules. And it's going to take a change. It's going to change people's schedules up, really, is what it's going to do in the way routines happen. Um, you know, and you can already see that kind of happening internally. Well, the way products are released too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of. Pe- I mean, as a manufacturer, you could speak to this. I mean, a big part of the year has to be, you know, planning around what you're going to show at the trade show. If, if, if so facto, you have something to show. Um, some companies don't always show something. Sometimes it's, hey, you know, we don't. We're just here meeting with accounts. But mm-hmm. I think for us, it's going to be uh, the change is going to be good in terms of the way product goes out because normally we show products in July or August, whenever the trade show is when it was in the summer and then usually they start coming out towards the end of the year but really the beginning of the next year is when they start really showing up um because of the closures over the holidays so right. i think it moving to march we'll announce things in march and maybe you'll start seeing products in the fall from us rather than late fall early winter um so for us i think it's going to be uh the move will be in terms of new products we'll have it make a little more sense to people um you know we're not a huge company so it's you know it's not years of planning like there is in some spots but uh, you know announcing something in march the likelihood of seeing it is going to be more of a focus throughout june july august september which are your big bigger months in terms of production because they're going full tilt there for about six seven eight months before the holiday season starts up um and things slow down in manufacturing side so i, I think for us it's going to really change the way people see products we always joke around it's like oh it'll be out in the fall and then it comes out in the winter I think now you'll start to see where the products will be out in the fall because of the show being in March. Well, and for and for people like us too, you know, everyone kind of does their thing different. And I know, uh, like for example, Coop has a deadline for stuff that's eligible for Cigar of the Year and it has to be on shelves before the first day of the trade show of that year. <clears throat> and I haven't talked to Coop, but I'm curious as if he changes that policy with the trade show being much earlier in the year. Um, I, well, I think it'll have more products that'll be available to be seen. Yeah. Because people are going to, if you announce it in March, you're going to have to get it done that year because you've got another show coming up in March or April. Yeah. You don't want to be releasing your new products right before you're going to announce new other new products. So, yeah, to, so like to my point, like, you know, you can get more stuff on the shelves that's eligible because for us, our deadline for Cigar of the Year is Halloween. So it has to be publicly available to be eligible for the car- for that year's Cigar of the Year list. If it comes out after November, December, it's ineligible until the following year. So for us, it's great because our deadline is much later in the year, but it's also at a point where, like you were saying, you get more time for those manufacturers to get stuff on the shelves, more stuff that will be eligible in the current year and that doesn't have to wait another cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's nice too. And 
also, I mean, there's a lot of manufacturers that showcase products. And I know not you guys, but there's been a lot of manufacturers that showcase products and they ship them almost right away. Um, so you're going to see probably a lot more fall releases too. Uh, I'm sorry, spring releases too, because mm-hmm. you'll get people who are shipping stuff right away for just for the start of the spring slash summer, yeah. uh, which would be nice. And then, of course, like you said, the fall. Um, yeah, I think the I think the time frame on it, there's other, you know, there's pros and cons from anything, but I think the time frame just in terms of products uh, and, the, and the way it works with the cycle of business, I think it's going to be a better time frame. It will be, you know, to be seen, to be determined, but I, I really think it's going to be. And you know what, even I think one of the, well, not one of the biggest things, but uh, a huge factor is also just being able to smoke outside, possibly now in Vegas during the show. Like yeah. before, it was <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pretty much that, that forcing Davidoff, you inside. Yeah, that Davidoff like, bar, that outside one, the one that's like a circle. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a lot busier in March than it is during. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. During the summer, like, I, there's times I want to go over there, and I'm like, I just don't go because I'm like, I don't want to deal with 100 degrees at freaking nine o'clock at night. Well, I remember. So, I remember the, the night. Of, the night we had dinner. I was just gonna I went say. Out to go to the Espinosa event and they were outside and I show up like in a full suit and I'm sitting outside literally just like sweating buckets sitting there listening to people and it's like 11:30 at night and like 33 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah, and you're like oh, you're Celsius. like yeah, Celsius. Yeah, and you're like what the heck am I doing? They're like am, yeah. I, is, am I this much of a degenerate where like this is what I got to do? <laughs> and it's it's crazy, man. It like it is, it is. So it, it will the, the dynamic of the outdoors, man. I didn't even think about that. But, like just the enjoyment, like it's going to be nice to go outside. Like hey, let me get outside of the casino, and go outside, and enjoy some yeah. cool air a little bit. Yeah, exactly. it's going to be nice. Yeah, yeah, more more fresh air too. You're not just yeah. being contained in the smoke cloud. Well, all and then the also time. we're going to be at a different venue. We're at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Yes. Um. So that's more conducive to being naturally outdoors. You know, because you got to go outdoors to get to where you're going. Right, right, right. So it's just there's going to be more outdoorsy activities. The, the, the PCA is becoming the outdoors edition. By the way, not a bad idea. No. I, somebody gave me this idea the other day that the PCA should. I was talking to uh, Sam from Cost Money Crystal in Countryside, Illinois. And he brought up this great freaking idea. Dude. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. Should I say it? He said the PCA should buy a big warehouse with all the manufacturers and all the stuff down in Miami, and it's like a year-round yes. venue, and then that's where the yes. show is every year. And you have food, you have food vendors, and the whole thing. Like it can't cost that much more yes. than paying all the money at a trade show, right? And then everybody leaves the trade show booths there. It's set up for them. They can rent the space out for special events throughout the year, or you, you know, or it doesn't even have to be cigar related. But how cool of an idea would that be? And I'm sure other people have said it before. I don't know. It's the first time it's been brought up to me, and I was like, dude, that would be genius. I think I know I've who heard, said that to you too because I I've just heard. Told you. Oh, who's I just said it was Sam from Costa Money Crystal. Oh, sorry, Illinois. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, well, you know why? Because uh, Mike had said that too. Mike who? Mike um, Cespinkevich. Mm, yeah, yeah, there's probably a yeah. bunch of people said it, but it's a great idea. Like, he had how, mentioned the warehouse like, thing. Yeah, like by by the way, yeah. a night it'd be a nice facility, you know, air conditioned and everything. Uh, it can't be that much more expensive to do some sort of a lease on that. And then you have somebody that professionally rents it out for other events. There's big events that go on in Miami that would love to use something and like Coop that. And Coop would love it because he loves to go to Miami. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, he'd be reporting live from the PCA like headquarters uh, warehouse regularly throughout the year. Oh, yeah. He'd be down there just with Hector Alfonso. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, all of those. Yeah. Jack yeah. Tarano and those boys yeah. would all be sitting there every day of the week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and like I feel like it would – even you know how we're just mentioning Espinosa, they do their the zona palooza kind of thing mm-hmm. like it would open the possibility for other brands now to almost implement that kind of strategy in terms of like using that hall as like 
a yearly brand event as well and just that's true i i, f- I feel like if if it was run properly the pca would make money on it oh, and yeah, then yeah. use that towards either a subsidizing the price for people to come to pca b put it towards you know all the funds they need to fund everything like it, it is one of the best uh ideas so far that have been brought up mm-hmm. in my opinion i haven't heard either the PCA doesn't know about it or I've never heard them even talk about it as a possibility or maybe they are talking about it and they just can't really say anything. Yeah. Well, that point. would be, that would be internal discussions, you know, like if they it, coming out, it, they, it would take it, a few years. Too. Yeah. But I mean, coming out and having an actual discussion about it, that would be just speculative, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, they could easily rent it out to places. Imagine like renting it out places and raising money off of other people doing other different types of events that aren't just cigar related. Right. Um, you know, the main focus for me for PCA is they just got to pick a home and settle in every other association in the planet has the show the same time of the year at the same place every year. So then it becomes a habit. You know, when it comes to a ritual and, uh, you know, a tradition that, like, hey, the third week of March every year we're going out to Vegas. Or the third week of March every year we're going down to the PCA Warehouse Show. Um, something like that. So, uh, you know, that is a great idea. The first idea they need to have is pick a home and announce it so you know when. The, we shouldn't be going to the trade show finding out when the next trade show is going to be. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, we shouldn't – like, we don't know exactly when the trade show is going to be in 2025. We should – or where. We should know where, when, and we should know it right now. And we should know it for the next 10 years. So it becomes part of what you're doing, part of your routine. And then as a, as a, you know, as a member of PCA, then you have less of an excuse not to go because you know when it's going, you can build your work schedule around it. You don't have as many excuses of saying, well, you know, it's, it's random each year. I don't know. This is a bad week. Fourth of July week, which is tough. You know, that's that. If you have the same week every year, people work around it and they know where it's going to be. Then it becomes something that you do every year. It's like a pilgrimage. Yeah, absolutely. So Kevin was asking, we'll be at Ebor City. I think he's asking about the Cigar Heritage Festival. Yes, we'll be there. Are you going to be there personally? I think December. I think I'm going to be. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. There you go, Kevin. There's your answer. Um, but yeah, no, I mean the PCA thing, it's, I mean, I, I know that they had said that they still want to remain in Vegas too. Um, and maybe go to another city every, every couple of years and then go back to Vegas for a few years. And then here's the way around. I look at the other city thing. When you go somewhere else, the goal is to try to capture either more people to come to that show or have that show want to create more people to come to the next year. So I think going from city to city or going Vegas and then another city, I don't know if that brings more people the next year. So like if the show's in Vegas this year and then you go to New Orleans next year, do does that bring more people to Vegas? I don't know. Uh, it might bring more people than we're at New Orleans, but the goal would try to be in the same place and grow each year in the same place, right? So the purpose of moving and going somewhere else is to create variety, and that variety should create more participation, and I don't think it does. And as a manufacturer, too, I mean, most of you guys have all your booths stored in Vegas right now mm-hmm. just so that they're ready. So they, they stay there. They don't, you guys don't bring them back to Miami. Yeah. So the, the savings the savings on it's not massive individually. However, once you bring it all together and don't move booths around, then you could say, hey, we're going to buy this facility, and this is what we're going to do, but it's your booth's going to be 15% more. Well, we're gonna, people complain, well, I don't want to pay 15% more. Well, you're going to make it back in three years because you're not going to transport it back around for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 grand, whatever the price is, for bigger booths or whatever. Um, you know, you save that over three or four years if everybody had an extra 20, 30, 40 grand or whatever, and say there's, you know, 30 manufacturers of that size that can afford that type of thing. You're talking like $1.2 million. You know, it's a big deal over just a couple of years, right? Yeah, because, I mean, 
you guys have all those boots that have been sitting in Vegas for the last several years. Next year, you'll use it. But then after that, you're going to move it to New Orleans. Yeah. And then if they put the show back in Vegas, you got to bring it back to Vegas. Yeah. I think the big issue with buying something like that is – so the PCA bought their offices, right? They own that townhouse. That was a pretty expensive purchase. Yeah. Um, I would venture to say a warehouse type thing is going to be really expensive. And they're just getting back to being in some sort of a good financial situation for the last couple of years. Right. So I don't know if financially that makes the most sense. But there is a way to think about it. But that's why I said the first focus for me would be pick a home, stay there, and commit to it. And, I, you know, if I was in charge of it, and getting to make all the decisions, um, which it's a group, so it, you don't get to, and one, one person doesn't get to make all the decisions. Uh, I would go out and say, next year when we get to Vegas, this is our home for the next ten years. PCA is in Las Vegas, and we're going to be at the Las Vegas Convention Center. These are our host hotels, and this is our home, and it's going to be this week every year for the next ten years, and this is our home. Where PCA is committed to consistency, which consistency provides a bigger impact and return. Uh, for the members, so that's what I would. That would be my first announcement, right in breakfast in the morning. But that won't happen. Probably not. But you know, a for effort. Mm -hmm. You know, kudos to you for uh, bringing awareness. Have you shared any of these thoughts with the PCA? Uh, occasionally, yeah, I think so. Uh, no, that, you know. I mean, those are the people to share it with. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been shared with them. I think there's tons of sharing that goes on. I um. Not directly in terms of like in front of them. I, I think in passing, there's a lot of discussions that happen. But then what, what discussions do you have in passing? And then what's discussed in a board meeting or an executive committee meeting are two different things. So who knows where they go with that. I don't know what the inner discussions are in that. And, you know, if they ask my opinion, I would certainly give it. As you always do. Do you think that you've uh, talked too much yet on the show? Do you think oh, that you, totally. Have we you got to the know-it-all stage yet? Uh, not know-it-all, but I mean, I am the guest and I'm a feature. So I'm playing double roles. Features, I just talk twice as much. I know Mitchell hasn't even really gotten in a whole he, paragraph. Dude, he, he's finished like five solis. I've been talking so much. I know. This kid likes to smoke. I run through these things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we got that coming up soon. That's going to be exciting. Um, the next six months. I mean, it's a busy six months. Next year's also LFD's uh, 30th anniversary. Well, it's 30th anniversary of Lee Donez in the cigar business. Yes. Technically, 28 years of LFD, 30 years of actually owning a cigar company. Because um, the company went from Los Libertadores in 1994 to La Florida Dominicana in 96. Yes. But it'll be our 30th anniversary next year. And um, that's going to be fun. So they're working on some fun projects. That Everyone's involved in it. Lito, Tony, Junior, and as everybody. You? Uh, yeah. Wow. yeah I've given, they've, I gave some opinions on it, which was good. I'm not sure what they're doing, but there's been little thoughts and ideas. And, yeah, so they're coming up with some great stuff for that. We've got the LGs coming back real yeah. soon, too. So it's a busy six months for us, and we're adding in a million additional cigars next year. Uh, of production? Yeah. Yeah, and we just finished uh, a massive wow. expansion at the factory that's going to be wrapped up in the next month or two, too. So. Yeah, I heard about that. I know Lito, Lito talked a little bit about it, and yeah. you guys bought a property that was adjacent to the current factory. And Yeah, we, I can't wait to show uh, pictures. It's funny because Lito and I were joking like a week or so ago in the office this expansion that's going on right now is really visually changing it. It's going to look like a completely different place in uh, the exterior of it. And uh, it's really doubled the land mass that we have for the most part. So we were talking at Pro Cigar Festival. I said, Lito, it's going to be weird. I go, because every year for the last like three or four Pro Cigar Festivals, there's been a pretty big change at the factory. This last year, we've had this new courtyard and a brand new fountain, added some new production space. And there was some construction that had just started when we were there last time. 
So the people that came to the factory last year, when they get here this year, I go, it's going to be like they walked into a completely different place because the entrance is changing. The whole thing is changing. And uh, I was like, so wh- how are you going to outdo yourself next year? Do you like double the size of it and grow up like a skyscraper? I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, he goes, it's going to be, he goes, you're right. It's going to be really different for people. I said, just for me, I go from the last time I was down there, I go, I'll be walking into a different, essentially a different facility really than what was there before. So it'll be fun to see people's eyes and see where it's changed. And uh, hopefully, you know, the way we represent the 30th anniversary, we really highlight that stuff too. So it's, you know, it's kind of appropriate that's all happening at the same time. Now, this is something that I know we can talk about because I, I believe it's already been publicly thrown well, out. We're about universe. to find out. Um, but for your your next TAA cigar, I know it's going to be changing. Uh, you mean for 2024? Yes. Well, it's going to have to change because the... Um, the golden blend, the I golden believe. The golden blend's done. Last yes. year was the last year. And yes. then 2023 is the LG uh, Emerald, the Emerald Edition. Yes. For the 55th year of the TAA. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be doing something different. We actually haven't really even talked about that yet just because there's we got LG going on. We've got the expansion going on at the factory, trying to get the bulls back out again. Those were out of production for about three or four months, getting those back. Um, one of the questions I get was like, oh, does that imp- was that impacted because of the golden NFT? No, it uses different parts of the leaf and tobacco plant, um, so it doesn't have an impact on it. The Bull's a bigger cigar. It uses more of the leaf. Um, so it, it was just a matter of the, the expansion going on that, that kind of delayed that a little bit, and then tobacco being ready. So, no, we haven't touched on what's going to happen for TAA. We probably won't touch on that until after the PCA show in March just because there's so much going on um, for the next six, seven months. So uh, it's not even um, – and it's not even a glimmer in Daddy's eye right now. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Nice it's touch. a Daddy <laughs> show. That's right. One thing I wanted to ask you about because, you know, we just saw the the smoking Tatuaje NFT, the Anarchy NFT, go on sale and unfold. Last year it was La Flor Dominicana. You guys were the stars Dude, of the show. Dude, if Sokka's gonna come here, you're gonna need a de- better chair, bro. This chair is not gonna hold him. <laughs> I'll get him another chair. <laughs> okay. I'll get him another. Right, he needs sorry, a throne. What were you saying? Well, I wanted to. Are you comfortable? Look at you. I'm getting getting comfortable. Okay. <laughs> I'm leaning against the backdrop. Everything's moving. Um, give us a, just give us an update on how those are going with those with those NFT holders. You know, that's something people ask. Like, well, how, how are those going with the with the actual NFT holders? Like, are they selling them? How are they selling them? How's that going? Yeah, it's important to understand that the NFT concept was just a utility. Uh, you know, it was kind of a as a kind of, sorry, it's a technology to gain access to the utility, which is the actual cigar products. In the case of the NFT for Tatuaje, the, the DuPonts, uh, the Zycar cutters, the artwork and things like that. So there was a story that just came out a couple weeks ago that was saying that I think it's like 95% of NFTs now are valued at zero. Um, hmm. And it was funny because I spoke at an NFT conference and part of my discussion there was the technology side of this is what, is what the long game is. It's not digital artwork from fat pandas, uh, digital monkey, crazy clowns or whatever, all this crazy artwork. That was like people money laundering, you know, or just making money on things that people, crazy stuff, right? Yeah. So that stuff's not, doesn't have the value, but you know, the 5% that still does is things that have real life access to it, you know? Um, And these two products were really great examples of it. And so you were asking how it's doing, uh, on the second end of it, and your Tatuai stuff's coming out in the next couple of weeks, so you'll see kind of some of the stuff that's going on with that. I'm excited to see that out there. Uh, but the Golden's been doing excellent. There's a group called the Golden Purveyors. They started a distribution channel. Um, they're in about they're in about 12 retailers. When I looked on the website recently, 
There's a group called the Lucky Number Seven, which is through the six, the owner of Six and Seven, uh, that distributes those. Um, I just, I just got tagged today from the Sick Costa Money. Crystal just brought that in. Um, so I think their goal is to try to move it to about 25 or 30 retailers, retail outlets, uh, with kind of an appointed merchant program. So no, it's been going really good. There's a lot of things we're doing internally to. to to elevate the elevate that product too and help them yeah yeah we're doing you know we, we've helped them design displays we've helped them with packaging um we're updating the bands on it it's going to be uh the band that's currently on it is the secondary band on the andalusian bull so now it's getting a band that sometime early next year we'll have a band special band that's made just for the, the nft scars uh the golden edition and then uh, we're also making these individual coffins for individual sales. So when you buy, you know, when you buy something really nice, it's nice to have it presented well. Uh, so you buy a box, it's beautiful, and you buy a cigar, you buy it out of the box, it's beautiful, but it's going to be much nicer in a coffin, keeps it better. Um, you know, individually cedar made. Tony has a box factory called uh, Insignia Madeira, and the coffins are going to be made out of those, and they're all cedar, so they can technically be like an individual cigar humidor. Oh, nice. Yeah, so those will be coming out uh, sometime in the year, early next year, too. Uh, so, no, it's going really well. I think everybody that's had it is really happy with it. And, um, and I said that Golden Purveyor Group has really come out with something unique and special, and that's really presented it nice. And, uh, you know, it's a really high-end luxury product, uh, you know, now. now it's really something special. And my question is, has there – I know it's only been a year since the original purchasers have owned the NFT, but have any of them even played or toyed with the idea of reselling their own NFT to another person who's been, like, really interested? Like, someone went to them and was like, man, this is, like, awesome. I want to own this NFT so I can have access to that has that even i i don't know if these there's people that have made that, there's people that have made offers there actually has been one sale but it was it was uh, an owner that was sold to another owner okay so it was uh, an internal sale yeah yeah number six oh, sold okay. to number seven so the gentleman that owned number seven don at cigars on the avenue in winter park florida owns six and seven so he has two yeah alexander martinez has, has two. two yeah and then uh, Jack it, Schwartz has one. Yep. And then Cigar Country out of the Dominican Republic has one. And then there's a private owner named Nick Barry that owns uh, number three. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Wow. And okay, he and he okay. and he then and he owns that just for himself. He does. It's not a retailer. He's, right? he's, he's getting he's getting involved in the distribution side of it now. As I said, that group that group started something really nice uh, with the Golden Purveyors, and it really caught on. And it was kind of the big thing was when people bought them originally. A lot of people. What you saw when they did the, you know, there was people trying to flip it real quick in their mind, like, hey, we'll put it out there and make our 100 grand back and then make a hundred another 100 grand. And it really doesn't work that way. That's not how luxury products are sold or luxury brands built. So it was really, I think, yeah. the reigning owners were waiting and looking to see what the other owners were going to do. And whoever had the best idea, either expound on it and take it to another level, or if it's a complete, p complete program that made sense, you know, jump on board and work together. And I, it, it's really come across that way. It's a great way. idea. Yeah, it's come across that way now where it's it seems like, you know, they're all pretty much working together. You know, it's nice to see, you know, because I remember when, when it first started, you know, a lot of people were still skeptical. Like, well, how is this going to work? And then, like you said, the original thought was, we'll get them, we'll sell them. That didn't quite work out. But then they were able to come up with this new idea. And now they get this. Yeah, and it's just the, the reason why is if you don't have a plan for buying something, uh, selling something, nobody ha makes a plan to buy it, right? Right. So you've got to, you, if you want somebody to buy something, there's got to be a plan in place and a sales process that puts that in front of the person that may want to buy it or present it in a way that somebody might want to buy it. Just putting something on the shelf that's real high end and has a great story and had a lot of financial pushing behind it 
doesn't just sell something. Uh, you know, it's got to be presented the right way, and uh, and it really has. And I, I think they're doing a good job of it. And I think you're gonna I think you're gonna see in the next you know three or four months where where it's is gonna be something that's very sought after. It's already sought after now, but it's gonna get even bigger. That's exciting to see. And 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 there's and remind me again just. And what is the total allocation of cigars per owner? They get 60 boxes a year. Okay. 60 14-count boxes. That's what, okay. 820 cigars? I think so, yeah, roughly. 720? Quick maths. It's 14 times 60. 840? Yeah. Do you have any mathematicians here? Oh, I'm oh, just waiting for you to get the calendar out, we got, the calculator we got dead. We got dead air. 840. We got dead air because we had to do math. There was no background music. There was none. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, but we got the answer, though. Hey, last time I was here, wasn't there a dog? Our dog? Yeah. Yeah, we had to put her down. I'm sorry. That's awkward. Yeah, it's <laughs> very awkward. It wasn't healthy, though. <laughs> she was good up until the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. It was about a year ago now, actually, so it's been a year. I just heard a dog back here. That's what made me think of it. So that's almost, spirit lives that's almost as awkward as, as when... Because uh, Jack Hire was on the yeah, show. Yeah, I know. It was rem- it was, yeah. That was hilarious. Dude. Yeah. Hey, how about your dog? Uh, we put him down. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't on this show. <laughs> no. No. That was on Dojo. Dude, it was a riot. Yeah. yeah. But that's almost kind of the same thing. Dude. Hey, what about that dog? Yeah, we put her down. Dude, that was oh. one of the funniest things. <laughs> it was like funny, haha, and then funny, awkward, uncomfortable. It's like, oh, fuck, man. That sucks. Yeah. 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 If there's anyone who could get their way through that awkwardness, though, it's Jack. You know, he, he can take it like a champ. Um, let's do news really quick. <clears throat> let's talk about news. We have some exciting to go. Oh, look, and your wife's down here. Way to go, P Bear. Thanks, peeps. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's do the news real quick. Our news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars, featuring the new McAuliffe Black, rated ninety-one at SmokingTobacco.com. McAuliffe Black. It's a blackout. Speaking of ironic, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know, it's the biggest story of the day. The news, man. Sometimes, sometimes this is what happens. <laughs> so, the irony is, is the current vice president of sales at McAuliffe Cigars is now leaving. I believe his title was national sales. I'm director. sorry, you're right. Yeah. I, you're yeah. right. It was national yeah. sales director. Yeah. Um, thank you for the clarification. Pleasure. I'm here to. I'm, I, I'm fact checking. Real yeah. time fact check. Keep, well, keep, as man, you, keep as, that in place. Well, as you, is there a difference between national sales director and vice president of sales? Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah, vice president of sales technically in a corporation is an officer mm. of the company. A sales director, I don't believe is an is an officer position. It may be depending on how it's set up, uh, but a they got vice president's part of an executive officer position, like yourself. Technically, yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with me. That's just how. No, I know. Set up, yeah. You're saying that's a title yeah, you wear. And then well. there's some businesses where directors are above those positions too. So I don't know where it makes any sense. I, I don't know. I don't know. If Maybe you're knows. just talking out of your ass. I'm real time fact checker. <laughs> okay. No fake. This is the no spin zone. The spin stops here because I'm looking out for you. That's right. Crown Heads, <laughs> a brand that we all know pretty well. Crown Heads has welcomed Andy Yaffe of McAuliffe Cigars and Craig Smith as sales representatives. Crown Heads is proud to announce the addition of two new dedicated sales representatives to the team. These appointments come at a time of significant momentum for the company and promise to elevate an already superior level of retail customer support. 
So our good buddy Andy, Andy, who you know very well, you mm-hmm. and Andy go way back. Mm-hmm. So Andy is leaving McAuliffe Cigars. He's left. He has left. Yeah, it's over. And uh, is now working for Crowned Heads. Starts Monday. Yeah. 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 This is a uh, this is a big move. So you know, I know I um, oh, man, this is is interesting because obviously Andy and I are very good friends. Yeah. Um, and he and I talk a lot, so you know, I have insight into this. <laughs> obviously, and I won't get into the, you know, get into the private discussions that we have, but he was very happy with his time there. McAuliffe did, did great things with him and, and for him. Uh, one thing that I think that was really special is, you know, Andy's very public on social media, so I can say this, you know, when he was going through some challenging times with his divorce, um, Dan Thompson, who's the president of the company, had called me and talked to me as a friend of his. He's like, I just want to make sure he's good and this and that. And I thought that was really nice. And I, you know, I, uh, I passed that along to Andy. I'm like, these guys really care about you. Uh, the family really cares about you. I said, this is a great place for you to be. I think, you know, externally looking at it, um, they did a lot of good things with him. When they brought Mickey Peg on, they, they treated him, Andy, very well in that process mm-hmm. um so there's you know nothing negative there um but obviously the dynamic i think of that company is going to change with the type of that type of bringing in a leader that position doesn't it didn't exist in a lot of places there's not many presidents of sales <laughs> in this industry so when you give someone that type of a title there's an expectation of a leadership change in a different direction um you know so i think that was a yeah. natural progression for him you know personal life wise he's got different things going on um, he's based out of Nashville, and the, that's the place he wants to be. And you know, he was able to live there with McAuliffe. But I think with the changes with that, you know, I think in his head he was just, you know, hey, you know, it's time for something else, time for the next step of my personal life. And I, the Crown Heads position um, presented itself to him, and I think was a good opportunity. And you know, however it was handled, one way or the other, that's for all of them to decide. Uh, but on the external level and looking at it internally, from what I know, you know, I, you know, I, I think it's a good move for him personally. And, and, uh, and in the meantime, he, he didn't leave anybody high and dry. They have leadership there. Uh, you know, they're they're filling in some uh, some holes they have in the sales team now in McAuliffe. Uh, so I, that they're very strong. They're in a good spot. And I think it's going to be a great opportunity for Andy. And I, I think it's going to allow uh, McAuliffe to focus on what their next vision is and what their step is uh, for the next, you know, for the next step in their business. Yeah, I mean, you introduced me to Andy, you know, several years ago and then in turn – Andy had introduced me to McAuliffe and the uh, McAuliffe ambassador group, which I know he was a big part of, you know, helping build that community in the beginning. And, um, you know, he's, he's done a lot with them over the years and he's been very involved. And, um, I think a lot of people have, you know, he's really embraced the McAuliffe brand, um, as Andy Yaffe and, you know, to see him go and leave that brand. I, I think it's bittersweet. You know, it's, it's sad to see him leave that great community, but at the same time, he's on to bigger and better things. And, It'll be exciting to see what he does with Crown Heads and uh, kind of, you know, what, what his ideas are and things that he wants to do. And I wouldn't necessarily say bigger and better. I know you were saying it as the phrase. He's on to the next step of his life. Yeah, yeah. That's for him. You know, he's on to the next adventure, on to the next challenge. Um, and, you know, Sam McCallum's in a great spot. They just, they just hired him to be president of sales, and, you know, that's, that's uh, a great step for them too. So, you know, I think it was – you know, I think, uh, which in itself is a very yeah. exciting thing. So I think, and I know, I I know this is going to be something that, um, you know, at least on a short term basis, is going to be a good thing for him mentally. And you know, it's kind of fun to it's fun to watch your friends be you know succeed at things and and be um, not just succeed, but 
to see them grow and and see their rec- be, be recognized. Yeah, 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 that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To be recognized, so like it was fun to watch when the stories went out today because obviously I knew. Um, so it was nice to see when the stories went out today that consumers were congratulations, Andy. Great for you. You're going to a great company. You were at a great place. You did good things there. Yeah. There was nothing but positive stuff, and maybe there were some negatives. I don't see a lot of negative stuff, but I didn't fun. see any. It was fun no. to see him applauded in that way, and and I deservedly so. And as him being a very good personal friend of mine, um, it was kind of you know I brought him into the cigar industry when I started. He worked for us for five years. That was his first job in cigars. So see where he's been and where he's going. I would love to still have him with us. He did a fantastic job with us, and it was great having someone that was that close to me because I trusted him very much. But he's moved on, and he's done different things. But it was the main purpose and the main success is to have people respect what you're doing. And this is a very consumer-driven business, and to see the consumer base be that supportive of what he was doing was a really nice thing as a friend and someone that I care about to see. Uh, yeah, it, and Crown Heads is based out of Nashville. Is that is that yes. correct? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, so you know, it'll it'll definitely help with him being based there. I'm sure you know he'll be able to just yeah, it's a really right it's a different quick, it's a different right? beast, man. It's a different type of uh, business. Yeah. You know, they have um, they have a lot of manufacturing partners uh, that are, you know, they they do business with Pepin, my father. I think they do some things with Aganorsa, uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the Osinger family. Now they. They're working with that brand, which is uh, an up-and-coming brand yeah. with some big names in the business um, and a lot of history with that. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a different beast. And I think, uh, you know, I think what McAuliffe's doing is excellent, too. You know, I, they, they've focused on factories. They, you know, they've focused on creating an experience and getting the ambassador group and taking those ambassadors and making them part of, uh, of their family, too. So there's a lot of unique things going on on both sides. And uh, ultimately, I, I personally think uh, – I think he could have been very successful doing what he was doing at McAuliffe. I, I personally, if people want to know my opinion on it, I, I think this is a good move for him. Um, you know, so I uh, I think he's going to be very successful at it. I think it's going to be a great thing, and I think McAuliffe's going to be in great hands, and they're going to keep doing what they're doing too. So I think it's going to be a win for everybody. Well, McAuliffe's got quite the, uh, quite the team going now. I mean, with Mickey Pegg and the whole sales team and all of that, and they, they're, Mickey's promoting it as the all gas, no brakes. <laughs> Uh, well, they did get they got a few, they got a few people <laughs> nabbed. They've, got, they've had a few people nabbed now over the last couple months, so uh, that's never fun. Even if it maybe maybe you can flip it and turn it for the good, um, but they have lost a few of their sales reps recently. But they'll fill them up. They got good people in the pipeline, so they're going to be fine. And you know, if it is all gas, no brakes, you know, he's going to get a little bit cleaner slate to work with. And uh, you know, if it if it succeeds, it's going to be on him. If it fails, it's going to be on him. So. That's very true. Very true. Well, that was our news brought to you by McAuliffe Scars. Uh, we're going to head back to this screen. See, that was great cigar news right there because that was cigar news about a personal friend of mine that I have inside information on. That was huge right there. That You don't get that honesty from many places. That's true. You have people that know information on stuff and people that talk, but, I mean, I mean, he's literally my friend, so... Well, that was great stuff right there. That was I'm a primary source. Well, I was going to say there's no better person no. outside of Andy outside himself of Andy, yeah. to to represent him in the news. No. That was uh you're like Andy's spokesperson tonight. Or what? You represented him mm-hmm. like an agent. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I hope you get a little bit of a signing bonus. You should. <laughs> you I should. I don't think you got a signing bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Take what a percentage a... as his manager. Yeah, you got to take a percentage. Yeah, I know. He'll hook you <laughs> up. He'll hook you up. <laughs> He'll take care of daddy. 
Oh, cigar daddies. You'll uh, get you some like... of those new Lavaredas. <laughs> are you? Uh, are you and Andy the same age? Andy. Andy is. I think he's a year and a half younger than me. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a little younger than me. Because you guys went to college together. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he. Uh, he's a year. I think he's a year younger than me. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, I so, thought you were the same. So I graduated age, from high school when I was nineteen. He graduated when he was eighteen, I believe. And uh, in Florida, it's, you start a little old, younger. So they and they everybody graduates a little earlier from high school, age wise. I was one of the older ones. So the year I graduated from high school, I turned nineteen. Okay, in February, and I graduated in June. So I was nineteen when I graduated high school. I was driving as a freshman. I had my driver's license. Yeah. And then my first year of college, I was twenty. Most kids were turning nineteen. So I was about a year ahead of everybody. So Andy, Andy, yeah, Andy's about a year younger than me, I think. But you guys were like the same year, though. Oh, man, I think I might have graduated before him. Ah, uh, okay. Like six months. But oh. yeah, we started at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Were you guys roommates? No, no. Our friend, uh, one of our mutual friends was. Oh, okay. Was my roommate. That's who I met him, Andy, through him. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I knew you guys, something like that. Um. But yeah, no, it's yeah, we got to get Andy. You know, we should get Andy on here with you one of these times. Yeah, yeah, sure. We could do that. You should get Andy on soon and talk about it, man. I well, I have to. Yeah. I have to now. Yeah, I have. You to. need to talk to Miguel first to see if it's okay in the team. Like, go to go through the right path, the right path. I know passageway. Miguel. Yeah, just say, hey, Miguel, hey, we want to bring you on. So Miguel's a good guy. So we want to talk. We want to hit some hard hitting questions. We want to create controversy where there's no controversy <laughs> needed. We got to start trouble. Yeah, let's start some. Let's, let's get start some trouble pot. started where there's no reason to have it. Let's uh, let's 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 get Andy fired up right out of the mm-hmm. gate and mm-hmm. uh, send him send him out there on a warpath. <laughs> um, so having done the news, having talked about LFD, which by the way, I don't think I asked you. You're LFD is pretty involved with Pro Cigar. Oh yeah, and I know you usually partake in Pro Cigar. Yes, and so you'll be down at Pro Cigar again in twenty four. I will. It's our 30th anniversary that year, and it's also my 40th birthday. That's right. While we're there, so we'll be celebrating both. So you're gonna have a, a 40th blowout. I am. I am. Well, the whole pro cigar is gonna be the blowout, but um. Oh, they're doing it for you. Yeah, my yeah for me. Yeah, my <laughs> wife's my In wife's coming of. down. Some of her family, my wife's uh, family uh, on her mom's side is Dominican mm-hmm. and Lebanese, so they're uh, they're gonna be coming down. So my nice. wife's coming down. And then I think we're going to stay a couple days later and rent a house on the beach or something to hang out because uh, her uh, she's got some family down in Santiago uh, that her grandmother still keeps in touch with. So we're going to plan on bringing a little crew down. I don't know if they're going to come to everything. My wife will come to all the stuff with us, um, but I'm not going to take the whole crew because it's pretty crazy. But um, but yeah, so we'll be down there celebrating that 40th birthday in 30 years. Sorry, I had something in my eye there. Mm-hmm. But that's an exciting time, and there's – um, we, we, we may or may not be at pro cigar this year. Excellent. So we're very excited about that. Yeah, it's excellent. It's, there's really nothing like it. It is, it's easy for me to say it cause we're the Dominican company and part of it, but there really is no festival in the world like it. There's, it's, there's others that try to do it. The Habanos festival is great, but it's, you know, it's Cuba and it's a different, it has different its own beast. challenges. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's really, it, it's nothing like it. it. It's a really classy well done very well executed organized event and that there's nothing like it yeah very I, I, I got to speak with some of the people at the trade show um at pro cigar and just a shout out to raquel casada who uh who helped facilitate that too i just i wanted to say that but great people great mm-hmm. people I had a nice conversation with them talking about the event and um you know and obviously you know coop has been a few times and has 
covered it and whatnot, and it is. It's it's a very very special event, um, which I'm excited to see for myself. It seems like they're very excited to grow it too, right? Like in just yeah. Uh, I think I think they mentioned a couple of years ago the Dominican Republic itself like sanctioned cigars is like a uh, like a national heritage thing, so it's like protected in As the Dominican Republic now. Yeah, they have like and. A- they have like a, a cigar capital type thing. I don't even know how to describe yeah. it. I've lacked it, but I so, know there's an actual term for it. If somebody's on it, it's like a, it's it's, like a center for premium cigars. Oh, really? Yeah, something and, like that. And, and doesn't doesn't like the prime minister of the Dominican Republic like come to the event or something like that almost every year? Well, or? The, the vice president has been there before. She's been there. Uh, the president was supposed to come, um, but the vice president came uh, two years ago. She was there too. Yeah, like ago. you know. And then there was a the senator. Whole, the whole or something. Yeah, there was like a senator or something there this year, a high-ranking official. But two years ago, the the vice president of the country was there, which was really really cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Yep. I, it says a lot to the you know. Yeah, they take it very serious. As they should. And that's the thing here, here, here in Canada, and even in the states. You know, we're we're fighting our our government just to stay afloat, and and they're you know they're they're embracing it. So it's uh it's yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, as we've talked about before, Canada is a uh, is a crazy country for cigars. That is a wow. I feel bad for those people. I really do. You guys, LFDs in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah, we do quite a bit of business oh, yeah. in Canada. COVID was actually really good for the Canadian cigars because really because you couldn't go anywhere and you couldn't ship stuff in. Yeah. Um, so you had to buy locally. The business grew a ton. Yep. And uh, and yep. it and it leveled off. It didn't. It hasn't like dropped off or anything because people you know get into routines. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was huge. I mean, it was the best years they've had forever. Yeah, it was the record-breaking years for uh, Canadian cigar business. I bet it was. LFT's a strong brand here for sure. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, John, we um, we've covered LFD, we've covered you, but did you have any gripes that you wanted to share outside of what we discussed tonight? You always have something, so I had to ask. Like, is there something? You know, you're kind of like Coop. There's always something that you gotta. Dude, I've kind of chilled out on being. I don't have enough energy anymore. Okay. To gripe about too much stuff. Hey, at least I'm giving you the opportunity. Yeah, you know, we, you know, we, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We're getting our butts kicked. We're how's, busy. How's you know, the I'm start busy. of the football season treating you? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but no, I mean, <laughs> business-wise, everything's been great. It's just been, it's been a marathon. Yeah. The last three and a half years. You've been so, kind of a ghost like lately. I've been a ghost. Well, you know, in the sense that you've just been, you've been hitting the pavement, man. Yeah, I've been all over the place. The, um, but no, it's just been a really busy three years, and uh, it's been a different three years, right? Like, there's been a lot of changes within it. Yes. Um, and finding a, you know, finding back, running back into a normal routine is, um, is been the biggest challenge I think for people. What's normal now? What's going to happen? How's the business growing? Um, and we've had in, in that time we've had tons of growth, so it's been wild, and we're having our best year ever again um so it's great so no i have no gripes i just haven't had enough chance to think about anything um that's good yeah i haven't i've been mainly singularly focused which is i was thinking about that today i was like you know i was like i don't really know outside of what we're doing at lfd everything that's been going on i used to have my finger uh, you know my hand on the pulse of everything you know especially when we were doing the show every week together yeah that was excellent there was never more than what i knew what was going on than then um, oh man those are some times yeah so in the og days we were talking about everything 
Um, and yeah. We were smoking everything and, and whatnot. So, you know, I'd say we're, I'd say my focus recently has been more singularly focused on what's happening at LFD. And um, I haven't been as concerned about external stuff, uh, which is good at the same time because that's exhausting. Sure. But, um, but yeah, no, it's been good. No gripes. No gripes. I'm trying to think of the any gripes. No. Sounds like you're good. No gripes. Uh, football season. This football season started off pretty good. Um, it was all right. I, I'm disappointed that Aaron Rodgers got injured because I was looking forward to every weekend being able to watch that. I hate the Jets, but you, you figure you look at the way the Dolphins are playing. The Patriots have a great defense. The Jets' defense is really good. The Bills are really good. I'm not saying the Patriots are an overall good team. Their offensive line is a freaking sieve. They're terrible, but um, but I'm mad he got injured because that was going to be fun to watch him play. It's always great to watch great players play. And uh, but yes, football season's starting off good. I mean, the Dolphins are ridiculous. They are. They're really, really good. This could be Miami's year. Uh, yeah. If they don't win the Super Bowl, that 70-point game doesn't mean anything. That's true. Yeah, especially since they didn't kick the field goal to get the record. 70 points. Yeah. But hockey started up, too. Man. I was watching ESPN the other night, and a hockey game popped up. It was Rangers versus Bruins in preseason. I'm like, freaking hockey's coming up. Basketball starts next month. I know. I'm like we're getting into thick of the the thick of the the athletic season. So we got the Olympics coming up in 2024. I'm excited because we can uh, do mobile sports betting in Massachusetts now. Mm. So betting on football, mm-hmm. oh man, mm-hmm. waited a long time to be able to do that comfortably without having to you know be in a sports book or whatever. Yeah, you guys have that in Florida. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah at, um, they have it at the casino, but you can't do it on your phone, right? I think we can. Hmm. We can do any. You can do anything you want in Florida, really. That's true. It's like the Wild West. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Wild East. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, no gripes, no gripes. No, everything's been good, man. Yeah, excellent. No complaints. I, it's um, there's been a lot of stuff going on though, cigar wise. I feel like there's been tons of cigar news lately. Tons of uh, you know, it's there's been a lot of announcements of new of new uh, new salespeople that used to never happen. There's a lot of staffing like, stuff going on. I was going right to say used staff. To never happen. There used to never yeah. be like industry-wide press releases for hiring a sales rep, which yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, but that, I, I think that's been a trend the last like year or so where you've seen a lot of – maybe it's not a trend, but you've seen them published, right? So there's a lot of stories do, do about th- it. Do you know I think helped is, like you mentioned, COVID, obviously, and like tons of people uh, doing podcasts. And, and sometimes the – like major like company owner can't always get onto every podcast. So they're like, Hey, like you're our national sales rep, you're our vice president, you should go on and talk. And then those people become also the face of the companies. And the, like you said, the consumers uh, get to learn about their life, get to uh, appreciate them and get to know about them. And then when they hear about these moves, they're, they're actually excited or actually, you know, they feel connected to this person and, want to support the next brand that they're going to be part of. I think that's a great point. Really, it is a great point because, as we talked about earlier, the consumer engagement is at an all-time high. And what's the best way to get, if you have consumer engagement at that level, is to have some sort of a connection with the person who's selling the cigar. So it does make sense. Like, hey, this person's going to be the salesperson for up in whatever territory, and they announce it. And then it's on, you know, you spread it out to the media, and they run it. And then, then those consumers know, hey, when I'm in the store, I run into this guy. Oh, hey, I heard you're with Crown Heads now, or I heard you're with McAuliffe, or I heard you're with El Septimo, or whatever it is. So, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, what, remember, what is a sales rep, sales representative, a representative of the company? I mean, that person, you know, 
you don't have to be the owner of the company. You don't have to be Steve Saka or Jonathan Drew or Carlito Fuente. I mean, those guys represent their brands as they should. I mean, they built them. But it's also the, the people who work for them who are out there day to day making that brand happen, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I think it is important for the consumers to know those people, too, not just like you run into him in an event and that's just the guy it's no, I know who that is. And they can, and especially with social media during the COVID, as you know, the cigar industry dramatically changed mm-hmm. in terms of its digital footprint. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been in the business a long time, but mm-hmm. the last several years have really more people have gotten engaged, more connected with consumers, even like Andy, like I said earlier with the ambassador group, I mean, look at, look at how he, you know, became what he was. And, and you're, you're right. You're seeing more of that now with all brands. Mm-hmm. Well, it just makes sense, right? Yeah. Like said, the point brought up, it's a great, it's a great point. Like, that's really why it's happened. Yeah. That's why it makes sense. And I, I think, think it, brands, it, it's really helped. I think brands and manufacturers are also starting to realize like that they can have multiple uh, avenues to communicate with not only consumers but even just store store owners retailers and stuff like that right so sometimes store owners maybe it doesn't get to them through the internal communication chains and all of a sudden you know they're reading smoke and tobacco and they're like oh sweet this guy's going to be part of our you know he's going to be selling to us like i I should reach out to him like right away um because there's definitely cases where you know certain certain stores find out things from us before they even find out from the company itself and i think i think yeah, and vice versa. And I think, uh, yeah, I think brands and companies are starting to realize that that they can use multiple avenues to communicate with uh, with with everyone out there. So there's something I want to play. Hopefully, it comes over the microphone. So I just updated my voicemail on my phone, and I used AI to do it. So you ready for this? Did you? Hear yeah. Let's see if we can hear it. No. That kind of sounded like the voice the text guy from like Microsoft Windows. No, it was an AI thing. His name's uh, his name's like Stan or something like that. Stan. Yeah. Oh, that's Stan. Stan. Yeah. It's not as personable though. So here's my thought. Process. I used to miss when I get your voicemail. Yeah, I know. But hear, here's my thought process. Hear your voice. I want when people call up to have the information that they need because I'm flying, traveling, or I can't always answer the phone. So I wanted to make sure that when they got it, it wasn't just, hey, you've reached John Carney, Vice President of Sales, LFD Cigars. Please leave a message. I'll get back to you as soon as possible or something like that. I wanted something that provided more information and made it feel like a professional, like you got an answering service, essentially. You called my phone. You got an answering service. Your call is important. Here's the information. If you readily need information, here's what to do. If you need to call someone immediately for a cigar emergency, here's the information. If not, leave me a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Okay. Yeah. You could have said all that yourself, though. I could have, but it wouldn't have been as as clean as I wanted. So I wrote the script, and I wanted it to sound like a professional 
like a professional answering service is what I wanted it to sound like. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Tony Petrain said, it sounds like a weather emergency alert. <laughs> <laughs> see? It's not just me. <laughs> well, I have the script. I have the That's script. I'm with That's Tony on this one. <laughs> yeah, by the way, what gets what's more professional than a weather alert? So the, the style of voice that I used with that was newscast. Newscast, oh. okay. Yeah. So it was like At an announcement. F. Why? D. Why? That's Cigars. slower because you just spell it out. You know, I can't. And trying to spell Lee Harrow, if I had them say Lee Harrow, then somebody would have to try to figure out how to spell it. So there you go. There's the information. So I'll try some other voices, but I like the script and I like the concept behind it. So we'll see what happens. You should use English woman with accent. So I can do. Should use a British man. I can do forty-eight different yeah, languages. Exactly. You've reached Jonathan Connolly. And that's possible. Vice President of Sales, the Flor Dominicana. Seagulls. <laughs> Seagulls. <That's> sea <laughs> that your, would have been. Leave your name, chap, and we'll be back to you on a spot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll try some other voices, but I liked it. But anyway, that's like publishing it to the world there. So. Hopefully, Nicole's family didn't see that. Because they actually are from England, and they'll be like, oh. I love, see, I love Barbara saying, saying yourself does give it a more personal touch. I agree. I wanted a less personal touch is what I was going for. Ah, okay. I wanted more. more I wanted not more, not just more professional. More I wanted more informative. Because if you're calling me up and need information, I may be on an airplane. As, today, when I landed, bro, my phone was dying. I'm using it as GPS. I got five phone calls while I was trying to get the directions to get over to here. My phone's about to die. The charger wasn't working correctly. I'm on the phone with two other people at the same time. It's just crazy what's going on. So somebody may call, and then I may get caught up with something else. I just want the. Per I wanted the information there. So, you know what I like about you too? What? I'm going to let you finish your thought, but. But maybe I'll record that same setting only with me. Maybe. But I'll need a nice microphone to do it because you know what I, I don't like? So, what I could do is record it. I don't like just the way your voice sounds when you record it right on there. It doesn't. It, uh, I don't like it. I can do it here for you. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah. I mean, how do you think Matt did the intros? I did it right here. Giving info does not need to be called and in, in canned. I didn't think that was cold. This guy worked really hard on it. Kim, you mean Kim, the, the, the artificial intelligence? Shade. First thing he says, not even a hello, guys. It's just, yeah, that that was bad. <laughs> that <All right>. sucks. <laughs> anyway, you know what? I'm going to change it to a British person. You try to say that to a British person yeah. and see what you get said back. No, I think, I think the British person <laughs> would be really good. <laughs> if you don't like this message, you can go and screw off, wanker. <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. I'm sure Nicole will have to give you some feedback on the accent, but it was it was very cigar though, no accent. It's very no clear though. Oh, clear! I thought it said cigar. Yeah, yeah. I wanted that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be very clear. And by the way, that was the first recording I did, and I can get better with it because it's AI. It learns. So yeah. I'm gonna I'll keep messing around mm -hmm. with voices. I, that's why I played it. I honestly wanted some feedback, but the information was good. I think the informative side. The information info was right. Yeah, I wanted info. I wanted the info. I didn't want to do it myself. So I'll keep messing around with it, and then I'll probably end up doing it myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I can professionally should record I, it for you. Should I do the – if you need immediate attention, you can email us at www. <laughs> See, that's like too long. F D at L F D Cigars.com. I think so. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very slow, but I mean, the, like I said, the information is right. No one complained about the information. It was just how it was delivered. I don't think Stan's cold, though. He is. I, that's why I, I wanted the feedback. Stan now, sounds I, like a guy who I, never leaves his house. I played it. I got the feedback. It's and now raining I don't like the, again I don't like the feedback, today. Right? <sighs> my name is Stan. This is my life. It's very Nobody depressing. takes Stan for a walk. Stan sounds like, I, I don't know. I can make him more energetic. I can do anything. Stan does whatever I want. <laughs> Right. He's gonna pump some well, juice in the stand. Stan's gonna I, wake up. Well, I know what I'm. Sounds doing like he tonight. just rolled out of bed. Well, when I get back to the hotel, I'm gonna get some, <laughs> like some infuse some life into Stan. You need to sit Stan down and be like, "Look, you gotta step it up." <laughs> I mean, because you know, you're just you're sounding a little dead out there. You know, he sounds like Bill Belichick after a fucking home loss in like yeah. week 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was it. Yeah, we went out there and it's a step uh, in the right direction. The defense wasn't working right. And, we have some things we got to work on. I'll tell you something. Though. It was dry, just I like that. I had someone call me today, and they emailed me after. So it worked. There you go. It worked. Mm-hmm. Were you proud? That's, like, I oh, was, it worked. I was, dude. And it happened today. I was like, oh, yes. Like, someone called, got my voicemail, and knew to send me the email. Mm-hmm. That was only one, though. Yeah, it was one. But, hey, all it takes is one. Power of one. I'm gonna bring this up in the future. I'm gonna say, so how does how, how's this going? Do people actually following the instructions? And if you're like, yeah, I got like five, and then it, people just weren't really doing it, and I'd be like, well, all that. So for what it. made me think of it though was, <laughs> so we had we just switched back over to AT and T from T-Mobile. Yeah. And I wouldn't get my voicemails like a week and a half later from T-Mobile. It was forever, dude. So I just didn't get voicemails. So we switched over, and then I started getting voicemails again. I was like, I really had to up the game on this, and I got this AI software that I use, and I was like, I do voice some voiceover stuff with it. And uh, it's pretty damn good. And uh, check this that, out. That was the first. Yeah, I saw it. That was the first voice Badass. that I had, and I've used him for some stuff because you can adjust the pitch of the of the voice that you want. So I'm gonna adjust his pitch. I'm gonna change it from announcement to something a little more exciting. And maybe I'll put some music in the background. Ooh, ooh. See, this the is mu- where it comes full the circle. Music would. Yes. Elevator music. Maybe the music will help. Like some Dominican with the stuff. L- I put F- a video. It's got yeah, the, L- the silences, the pauses, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. It's gonna be F. D. D. I'm just gonna call you now just to get your voicemail. My uh my assistant and office manager, Amy, she called me. She's like, Hey, I heard your robotic voicemail and I was like, It wasn't robotic. She's like, No, it was pretty good, but it sounded a little artificial. I was like, Why is everybody giving Stan a hard time? Because she's right, it does. So I've got a, I've got a guy that I'm. It's like Hawking. With. I'm wearing Jonathan Cardi. Shout out to my friend Richard Howard. <laughs> He's uh, the Orlando guy, 407 original. Yep. He actually is a professional voiceover artist, so he'd offered to do it for me. So maybe I'll have him read the script. Well, I'm mean, I'm only gonna do this just to prove a point, but I could I could I could have this done. Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, yeah. Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia. Does he have to say Gurkha? Welcome though? to the no, he could say that. He could use that voice. Tobacco and Mitchell Center. You've reached the phone of Jonathan M. Carney, Vice President of Sales, but it's a real person. It's yeah. not. Yeah, I could have Stan the man. Oh, he's Mike or Matt. It's Matt. Matt. Yeah. You met him. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Let me <laughs> let me mess around with Stan a little bit more, then we'll play it and I'll send it in a submission. <laughs> this could be a good seg this could be a new monthly segment for me other than the soap reviews. Let me mess we around with John Stan. Carney. We do John Carney's <laughs> voicemail of the month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I could make it like Christmas greetings and stuff, holiday greetings. Uh, Santa Claus could do it at Christmas time. Ho ho ho! You need a spooky one for uh, you need <laughs> yes. a spooky one for oh, October. Oh, you have reached the voicemail of Jonathan Carney, <laughs> vice president of sales for the Florida Dominicana. You might be honest. If your with soul him. brings you to call, leave a message. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. L. You can have them all like recorded. And then you just interchange them for the time the of the year. The key to this is to never allow Lito and Inez to hear my voicemail message. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Yeah. Like if I ever well, get you have caller ID. I do, and they never, very rarely go to voicemail anyway. But uh, the yeah. key is to, to not not to have them hear it, right? You know what's going to happen is I, I feel like one day... Well, I think they're going to like it, but then they're going to give opinions on it and then say, hey, it should be this, and then I think they're going to judge Stan too. They will. And you know <laughs> Lito. we like, Jonathan... I call your phone and I get this guy. Who is he? <laughs> you know, and you're gonna have to be like, Lino, it's a it's so what Stan. I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do is we're gonna do a segment, okay? We're gonna do a segment, a monthly segment, okay? And I'll submit a couple voicemail things, voiceovers, and we can let the the people vote. Let's do it. Yeah, it's easy. Now that I got the script, I can add stuff in. Easy. I can just pump the sound file in, and yeah, yeah. I All hear right. a new CFCF prize. You may, you get to make Carney's voicemail as yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Great idea. That is a great idea, Tony. Look at Tony thinking out of the box. That's the type of thinking that we need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tony, you should, you should, you should comment some more. I mean, you got, you got some ideas. We like it. Those are the ideas that take an hour and a half show and make it two hours long. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Those are the comments that take Coop Show and turn it from three to four to five to six. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's Coop, so I mean, it might be six to seven. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Going Come to, to think of it, day. does Coop have a voicemail? I don't know. I never get to it. I usually text him. And then if we talk, it's I, very rarely do we speak on the phone. Do you talk to him on the phone? All the time. Yes, yeah, so we text. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can Very see, I can see him using Stan. He, he always answers the phone for you, though, Matt. He I does. think he's an. I think he's a phone answering guy. Period, though. I think if he's very a, rare if, that I miss him. Yeah, I think if he's. I think if he's not available, it gets like he's out of the country or something. I think. I think he's relatively accessible almost all the time. You ever notice how people always answer the phone a certain way? Like everyone has their signature thing. What's yours? Mine kind of, I kind of have that, but mine's unique to whoever's calling versus then you got people who kind of answer the same way. At least I think they do. Like when I call Coop and he answers the phone, it's, what's going on, man? Or when I call Kevin, it's just, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yours is mostly just like a, yo. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yo, what's up? Hey, I'm a big hey, yo. Hello. I guess it depends on who you're talking to, but at least for Official me. Official phone calls that I get. Uh, it's, uh, Hello, this is, this is Jonathan. This is John. No, I said this is John. Yeah. Didn't we have small cigars? Didn't we have some small cigars we were going to smoke? We do. They're over there. Oh, okay. We'll smoke them. Yeah. 
I think we're gonna wrap up the show. I though. think we got to, man. I think the show's been on. The show's been on its last leg for about fifteen minutes. Well, because of Stan, he sucked the life out of the room. <laughs> Answer would it be? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna be the show this week. We're gonna leave it on Stan. Is what it is, and what it is is what it'll be. That's right. Well, anyway, guys, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for watching our show, and don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere. You can get your podcast on all the podcast apps, on all of our social media, and as always, visit SmokerTobacco.com for more news, reviews, and updates from the cigar industry. And we will see you next week. Take care. Have a good night. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.